all of the wild card series as is, is ended in sweeps. We will talk about the D-backs coming uh, to LA. We will talk about whether the postseason rules ought to be tweaked uh, in light of the D-backs and in light of the Phillies and Braves series. A lot of stuff to talk about there. And then the Dodgers had their workout that was open to season ticket holders on Wednesday. Uh, we will talk about how that went and, and some of the stuff that came from that. So that's what's on tap. So let's get locked on Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go and subscribe wherever you're watching and listening right now. Then you will never miss a day, and you can be an everydayer just like we are. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. My co-host is Vince Samperio. He's that guy next to me on your screen if you're watching on YouTube. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys blue every weekday morning. This episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And Vince, uh, speaking of sleepers, all four wildcard series ended in sweeps, uh, which is uh, kind of a sleeper. It, it kind of, you know, not not a good way, though. It's uh, We have no baseball now today on Thursday, and I don't, it seemed kind of anticlimactic all across the board, didn't it? Yeah, it was, we didn't even really get good games uh, necessarily. Um, you know, some of them were close-ish, but they weren't good games. They were just games that were close-ish. And then on Tuesday or today or Wednesday, I don't think any of them were really that close uh, in nature. So, yeah, it, it, for me, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like, and now I don't have anything to do tomorrow for work. Like, I can kind of relax, take a day off, whatever. But also, you know, another day of playoff baseball would have been fun to watch and, you know, more engagements and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, the the Rangers beat the Rays. The Rays scored a total of uh, two run, one run in the in the two games, yeah. mm-hmm. I think. Uh, and and so did the other, Blue Jays. Yeah, right. The Blue Jays. Yeah. So uh, both of those, like, it, it was just just a I, I don't know, just a bummer. Uh, I mean, obviously happy for those teams, I guess. Uh, the Twins. We talked about them breaking their playoff losing streak. They won their first playoff series. Uh, since, uh, you know, I mentioned last time they won a playoff game, my wife was pregnant with my daughter who's in college. Now, last time they won a a playoff series, I was a teenager and look at all this gray hair. So it's been a while. Uh, so we're not a teenager in 2002. Oh, they, they want to clinched at home since 91. Oh, okay. That's what it was. I, I was listening on the radio when they won. That's okay. So, uh, yeah, 91 is what what I was was a teenager or not even 2002. I was 11. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and, and Vince is pretty old too. Anyway, it's been a long time for the twins. So happy for them. And, uh, but the series that we really care about or cared about was the D backs against the Brewers. We said yesterday, we hoped it would go three games. That was our main hope. 
we didn't get our hope. The the D-backs won both games, swept the Brewers, and now get two days off, which we'll talk more about that particular quirk of the rules in the second segment. But, uh, you know, with, with the two days off, uh, the D-backs will basically be able to line up their pitching. Uh, Zach Gallon pitched on Wednesday, uh, which means he will line up to pitch game two of the series against the Dodgers on Monday on regular rest. And uh, what's the name of the guy who's not good? Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly didn't pitch in the, in the wildcard series. So he lines up to pitch game one on Saturday. Uh, Obviously it's how the D backs want the series lined up uh, at which, you know, that's the part that we'll talk about in the second second about whether they ought to tweak that. But uh, just from a pure Dodger standpoint, the Dodgers are basically the one team in baseball that Merrill Kelly is not good against. And so uh, the, the question will be, can they can they keep that true? Yeah. Uh, well, he was good against them one time this year, but the other times, not so much. You know, I have saw, I think might have been our buddy Kevin or somebody, somebody replied when I put D-backs it is on Twitter, and, you know, he said, yeah, it was our buddy Kevin. He said, not ideal since it only went two games. Now Kelly and Gallon get to have two shots apiece in the NODS. Yes, but also they could get one shot a piece if the Dodgers just sweep. Um, and you know, I saw people like you know, a lot of the comparisons to oh, you know, the Dodgers won the division, now they're gonna play the the second place team and then the West, blah 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 blah. You know, kind of alluding to it's gonna be the same as last year. Well, you go back to 2017, and that's exactly the same situation with the exact same team, and the Dodgers swept that year. JD Martinez was in the series and now he's on the right side of things, so it, the Dodgers are the better team, and if they lose, it's not because of anything other than they didn't play well enough or the D-backs played really, really well, which in theory is possible. But, again, the Dodgers, you line up how it lines up. Um, you know, We'll talk about the other stuff in the next segment, but the Dodgers, the very least, what you could ask for is to not have to face the Brewers in that rotation, even though they lost Brandon Woodruff, and that's kind of what you got. Yeah, and – you know, you can, you can focus on last year or you could go to the year before that, you know, when the Dodgers uh, played the team that beat them in the National League West and beat them in the NLDS or the year before that when they played the second place Padres and swept them in the NLDS. You know, if there's uh, one series last year doesn't mean any more than the, the times they have succeeded. And really, it's going to come down to and, you know, we've said this all year. Uh, but now it's the rubber's really going to hit the road. It's going to come down whether the offense shows up. Uh, the pitching should be solid. Uh, and, and like you said, the Dodgers are a better team than the D-backs. And the only question is, will this be one of those series where that matters or will it be one of those series where that doesn't matter? And that will mostly probably come down to where the offense shows up. There will be a little bit more, you know, the, the D-backs are a very good base running team. Can the Dodgers pitchers keep that at bay? I mean, the, the key to that is not letting guys get on base. And and the more the offense scores, the less that matters too. You know, I don't care if Corbin Carroll steals, steals 85 bases. If the Dodgers offense scores 11 runs, they're going to win the game. So uh, I guess if Carroll stole 85 bases, that might be because uh, that's that's got to be some runs there. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, uh, exaggeration aside, you know, if the Dodgers take care of business, they should win the series. Yeah, and that's, that's ultimately what it comes down to. Uh, I guess we'll have two days now to kind of talk about this series, but, you know, I guess real quick, 
the one thing is Christian Walker. That's the one that's been the Dodgers owner, Clayton Kershaw. He's had good success against him. He neutralized him. He neutralized, obviously, Corbin Carroll. You know, you can get by. Again, every team, like the now the Dime, like if you look on the other side, I'm actually like, oh, we have to stop Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and, you know, J.D. Martinez and everything else. So, like on paper, not that that matters, but the Dodgers have the better team. If they play their game, they should win. And uh, looking, it's it's going to be hot this weekend in L.A., so we could see some balls flying a little bit more than years past, hopefully more so on the Dodgers' side. Yeah, and, and even Christian Walker, like we, he's kind of like Cole Calhoun in that we remember the, the, the damage he's done. But if you actually look at the overall numbers, it, he hasn't been that good since. Uh, so in 2018 and 2019, his first two years in the league, he was awesome against the Dodgers. Uh, OPS is around or over a thousand, lots of home runs. Uh, since then, uh, he hasn't had an OPS against the Dodgers higher than 732 in a season. This year it's 594. Uh, and last year, even though he hit six home runs against the Dodgers last year in 19 games, his OPS was only 672. So he didn't, he, he batted 192 against them last year. It was basically home run or nothing this year. He didn't even do that. He batted 234, only had the one home run against them in 13 games, 51 plate appearances. So hopefully the Dodgers have figured out Christian Walker because, which is funny because he's a better player now than he was in 2018 and 2019 when he was doing very well against the Dodgers. But, you know, uh, I, all of this, I bring up those numbers all just to say, now we can throw the numbers out the window because it's the postseason, so it doesn't matter. I'm glad Cole Calhoun's on the D-backs because the disrespect he just gave him. He has like a 900 OPS against the Dodgers in his career. But he's had several, like, bad – all of that is, like, centered in a couple good seasons. 921, that's a lot more than bad. Well, okay. Anyway, yeah. We'll come back in a minute. I'm glad he's not on the D-backs, too. We're going to come back in a minute. We're going to talk about the fact that the D-backs get two days off. We're going to talk about the fact that the Braves have to play the Phillies and, you know, are the current rules fair and should they be tweaked? So uh, we'll get to that in a second. So please keep it locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Uh, MLB playoffs are here, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your money on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Ronald Acuna, Mookie Betts, and some of the other guys who are actually in the playoffs. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to 100 times your payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right and you could win big. Uh, we've got a couple days to think about it, but looking at that Dodgers D-backs uh, series, if you think that Mookie is going to feast on Merrill Kelly, you know you can put that in Sleeper, have a chance to get a hundred time payout on your, on your picks. Uh, you know, baseball, you can put that knowledge to use just by picking more or less on these stats. And uh, you know, you're smart, get paid for being smart and use promo code locked on and you'll get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. So see, see sleepers terms of use for details and check out sleeper today. Hey, we're back. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, when Saturday rolls around and the Dodgers are on TV, uh, maybe you don't have TBS or you're on the road or whatever, you can always listen to the Dodgers radio broadcast on Sirius XM 
or the SXM app simply by searching for Dodgers. Uh, we want to thank those of you who are with us every weekday morning here on Locked On Dodgers. Our everydayers mean a lot to us. If you're not an everydayer, you can become one just by watching or listening every weekday morning. And we want to remind you, if you're watching this on YouTube, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the YouTube, in the YouTube comment section. If you're listening on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you through social media or email or whatever. Uh, yeah, so so Vince, the, uh, the D-backs now get two days off, which like we talked about in the last segment, that allows them to line up their rotation, uh, then plus the day off between game one and game two. Uh, the, all the benefits it is to the Dodgers only needing three starters. That also means the D-backs only need three starters. And, you know, while the Dodgers, you know, their, their fourth starter options aren't great, uh, but it does, I feel like it's better than what the D-backs have. And so maybe this works in the D-backs favor. And there's a part of me, and, and, and some of this is just because the Dodgers are my team, but although the, the next part we're going to talk about would actually go against the Dodgers. So we're trying to be fair here, but something about it doesn't feel right that the D-backs who finished 16 games behind the Dodgers can come into this series against the Dodgers with, if not a pitching advantage, at least uh, equal footing. And the whole point of playing that first round is to put you in a disadvantage. Uh, that's why you play for the buy. And uh, even without, even if they hadn't swept, they still would have had one day off. Uh, and and then plus the day off after game one, uh, throw in the, the two-game sweep, and it's like, what are we even doing here, you know? Yeah, and it's one of those where, I mean, I've always been on board with, you need to reward the regular season for the length, and a buy isn't enough because, like, there's only three rounds. It's not, you know, it's not like you're, you're escaping a bunch of rounds. You're only getting you're escaping essentially a two out of three series, which obviously you can lose and everything else. But I think for the 162 is such a haul that it needs to be rewarded, you know, and, and it used like back in the day, you, if you were the most wins at the end of the regular season, you were in your respective division or your respective side, you were in the world series. Like you didn't have to play playoff series. Um, and then, it, you know, they had a playoff series and everything else and home field advantage. But I think, and I, they won't do this right now because they still have the divisions and, you know, division winner technically shouldn't necessarily be, uh, you know, have to play three games in three days and then another game starting the next series. I get, I, you know, I get that part, but yeah, I think that the game should have been Friday. If you go three games and you got to fly that night and go play the next day and, and you have that disadvantage that, you know, you should have won the, you should have won, you should have one of the best two records. Um, in this sense, the, the the Dimebacks did have the disadvantage because they had to fight and play all the way through the last day. They didn't have their ace for the first game of this of the series against the Brewers. The Brewers did have their ace, and they they won. You know, the Dimebacks won, so they kind of defeated their disadvantage in that first series, and now it gives them this advantage here in the next series. Again, you know, home field advantage is the real advantage, and that was the only advantage really for a while before these buys. So it's you can't get, I guess, too upset. But I definitely think it's not rewarding of longevity, like the success over a whole regular season. Yeah, I and I still think you know, uh, if the you know people are concerned about the World Series going too deep in November, you could easily a couple days cut a couple days off this postseason schedule. Say, all right, Monday's a day off, like it is. Then Tuesday, wild card series doubleheader, uh, and Wednesday, if necessary, game three. 
division series starts on Thursday. You know, we could be starting the division series today, Thursday. Uh, that that still rewards the the division winners. They get three full days off between the the series or the season finale. Chances are they also didn't have to pitch their ace on the last day of the season if they won the division. You know, and so worst case scenario, if they did have to fight have to fight to the end of the season, then they can't pitch their ace until game two. Uh, but you know, most of the time the division winners will be having their ace going on game one cuts down some of the potential rust. Three days is a good amount to rest without rusting. Uh, so like, and then you've just cut two days off the, the postseason schedule. So the world series can end two days sooner. Uh, and, and that really would put, you know, the wild card teams at the disadvantage that they deserve to be at, because you're, you're risking the chance of having to play five games in four days to start the postseason you know, three games in two days in the wildcard series. And then boom, games one and two of the division series, the next two days, you just had to use your actual pitching staff. I think that would be, you know, and again, it's easy for me to say as a fan of a team that uh, isn't a wildcard team this year, but I think I'd feel the same way, even if they were like, uh, it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think of that idea? I mean, it's a cool idea in in theory. Um, it obviously, you know, puts that advantage where you need it to. But I, I mean, obviously, we under, we both understand why it eight, would never happen. But eight baseball games on Tuesday—that would be awesome. Yes, you, but you see, when they're con- going to imp against each other, it's usually not as profitable. I bet you just start them like right now. There, they, the times are so wonky. You start at, you know, eleven a.m. on the East Coast. And uh, start games every two hours. What would that be? 11, 1, 3, 5, 7. No, you have to start them every hour and a half. But still, you know, still. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, I, I, I agree that there's not enough advantage for being one of the top two teams. Yeah. And then on the flip side, this is where the Dodgers are benefiting, benefiting from the rules, although they don't always benefit from these rules because sometimes they are the team with the best record. Uh, the Braves now, as the one seed, have to play the Phillies who were the four seed instead of the D backs who were the sixth seed because of the way the brackets set up and because MLB refuses to reseed each round. And uh, I've always thought, and I still think, even though it's working in the Dodger favor this year, I think they should reseed. I think the Braves should be rewarded for being the best team in baseball. And so they should in the division series be playing against the worst team that's left in the, in the national league. And that's the D backs. And, uh, it, you know, obviously I, I'm glad this year that's not that way. Uh, but I still think it should be that way. Yeah. That plus like, this is the third year in a row that I know for sure. It might be longer third year in a row where the first wild card team has a better record than at least one of the division winners. So, you know, the, the Braves, not only do they not get to play the six seed, but they get to play the four seed who was really the three seed because by, by record, you know, how last year the Mets, you know, would have been a three seed by record, how the Dodgers would have been the two seed by record in 2021. So yeah, it's a lot of, well, almost every league is still tied to divisions. And once they kind of let those go and just go by best record, then you'll, and you'll start getting a little bit more of, you know, what is, comparative and especially now that everyone plays each other like obviously you still have your division you play more than anyone else but it's not as much more and you're playing everybody and essentially you have similar 
results or similar schedule to everybody else. So, yeah, I think they should recede because, you know, what was the point? The Braves, your reward for winning 104 games and being the best team in baseball this year is to face a team that won 90 games. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and I I guess I, I don't oh, Maybe mind. they weren't, wouldn't have been the fourth seed. The Brewers might have been better. I don't remember. I, I don't know how many games the Brewers won, but uh, yeah, and I I don't mind as much the the wild card, like the the third division winner automatically being the the three seed. Uh, but I also wouldn't mind if they weren't. If they just did the four teams that are that don't get a buy, you're seeded by record, and then maybe you give you make sure that the the third division winner gets the games at home, even if they are a lower seed or whatever. That's how you can reward them, but. But yeah, definitely going into the division series, they really should recede. And it's just that one series that it matters really, because uh, obviously the, the NLCS, it's just two teams. At that point, it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, it, it should be it should be reseeded. Uh, I'm glad it's not this year. Hopefully the Phillies can take out the Braves and also wear themselves out in the process. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to wish for injury on anybody, but, uh, you know wink wink nudge nudge you know fatigue yeah fatigue lots and lots of fatigue over there in philadelphia but not until they're done beating the braves so um all right we're gonna come back in a minute we're gonna talk about the dodgers workout that they had with fans in the stands on wednesday so uh please keep it locked on dodgers this episode is brought to you by bunches okay dodger fans you may have heard us talk about the free new app just for sports fans called Bunches. Bunches is a new social network built for sports fans. No politics, no doom and gloom, unless you're a Yankees fan, just sports. They've recently released a new scoreboard feature that lets you check live scores in the app and chat about live games as they happen. You can chat about the Dodgers. You can join the Lockdown Bunch by clicking the link in the show notes or description to get the app or go to the Apple Store and download bunches now it's a fun place to talk sports with other baseball fans uh, there's dodgers chat rooms there's a locked on mlb group chat uh, all sorts of stuff you can talk sports there on bunches so download the bunches app today and when you do our friends at bunches have featured the locked on mlb bunch in the discover tab you can also click the link in the description show notes to join the locked on mlb bunch community today Hey, we are back. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen, especially our everydayers. Want to remind you to catch every Dodger game, the Dodgers radio broadcast on SiriusXM or the SXM app by searching for Dodgers. And uh, jumping into our last segment, Vince, the Dodgers held a workout at Dodger Stadium on Wednesday. Uh, they played a, a scrimmage game. Um, they had fans in the stands. I don't know how many. Uh, so I, I guess I'm just going to turn this over to you, Vince, because you were there. You saw how packed the crowd was. You you saw what they did. So uh, give us your live in-person report, Vince. It, yeah. So fan-wise, it was only field level from where the Dodgers, some point of the Dodgers dug out all the way to the foul pole. So not a lot of fans, but, you know, enough to make some noise. Uh, it was a little funny at first because they had uh, one of the in-game hosts there, you know, before there was the Dodgers doing batting practice and stuff before they actually started the, you know, scrimmage simulated game. Um, and he was like, you know, you guys don't have to be quiet. You could be, you know, loud. We want, you know, we want to simulate a little bit of that crowd noise and everything else. So 
but it was like, well, what are you going to be loud for during batting practice? But either way, uh, you know, it, it was cool to see. It was uh, interesting, you know, different little dynamic. Uh, the Dodgers, like the simulated game, it was guys pitching, guys hitting, but the pitchers that were going to be on the postseason roster or at least fighting for a postseason roster spot didn't just have clean innings. They put a runner on third or they started a runner on second or that, you know, it was more situational than just straight up gameplay. So that was cool to see, um, you know, at one point, Jason Hayward and Chris Taylor swapped teams. Uh, one was wearing blue, one was wearing white, then they swapped. So, it, you know, very informal stuff they would normally do that maybe media is just there for. And then they let some fans in it. I know fans got like free Dodger dogs and water, I think, when they walked in. So that was pretty cool. So, yeah, I mean, again, the crowd noise. I had a video of Freddie Freeman hitting a single and someone I posted on my Instagram and somebody said, oh, that's a pretty good crowd. And I was like, it sounds louder than probably how many people were there. But, yeah, well, they were a good crowd. Like, you know, they got a good crowd. It was people with uh season tickets or reward members or whatever they call it these days and uh yeah so probably about as many fans as the rays had to watch them <laughs> that, that was a joke in the, in the press box <laughs> yeah. uh yeah the the rays had, had twenty thousand people at their at their playoff game today so uh that's something um i heard i saw on social media miguel vargas michael bush and tucker barnhart were all there uh we, i don't know if we've even said the name tucker barnhart the dodgers signed him to a minor league contract uh, sometime in the last I think it was right at the end of August, uh, just just in time to make him eligible for the postseason roster. Uh, it's uh, did you notice what pitchers? I didn't see any news of any pitchers. Gavin Stone or Kyle Hurt were they there? Kyle Hurt started uh, the game for one of the sides, and Brian Hudson was there, and well, Michael Grove pitched. Obviously, he's still in the mix. I think that was the only ones of pitchers. Uh, by the way, Miguel Vargas was wearing number 27. I don't know if that's going to be his new number moving forward or not, but he can wear 17 because Joe Kelly has it now. Interesting. Uh, did the Dodgers not have a 27 this year? I guess, uh, I guess not. Is that what Trevor Bauer was wearing when he was on the team? I believe so. Okay. Uh, it'll always be Matt Kemp to me. But yeah. uh, um, Interesting. And then uh, how, did, how did Kyle Hurt look? Uh, I think he needed – more crowd noise. He t was topping out at 96. I don't know exactly what he was doing, um, but he looked good. He had the stuff moving. He threw a scoreless first inning, uh, ran into a little trouble in the second inning. That might have been Miguel Rojas bunted in a run at one point. That might have been off Kyle Hurt. I don't remember. But, uh, no, I mean, he still looked good. The stuff was still moving. I was sitting where I was in the press box uh, in the row in front of me. There was a computer that was showing all, like, uh, rpms and miles power and all that stuff so i was able to kind of keep track and uh yeah that was the one thing that stood out to me is that he was topping out at 96 but uh the stuff was still working nice uh suicide squeeze or safety squeeze for rojas safety squeeze okay i kind of like that they're working on that here you know uh the guys like you know rojas outman bunted for a hit last week uh you know obviously austin barnes should be bunting every time there's a possibility uh, I wouldn't mind seeing some more bunting for hits or runs. You know, obviously I, I, I don't love sacrifice bunts, but I like squeeze bunts and I like bunt hits. So uh, I'd like to hear that. Yeah, Bruce Dark Gratterall's, uh good thing the regular season's over because his uh, scoreless inning streaks would have come to an end. They He started the inning with the runner on second, I believe. Uh, he Then he gave up a hit, but the run didn't come in to score. 
And Michael Bush took him deep uh, to right field. So, yeah. Um, obviously, it, it was interesting because, as we know, Gratterall is good at, for the most part, not giving up hard contact. But the base hit he gave up was hard because the run wasn't didn't score, and then obviously the home run. Uh, but again, uh, we don't know what these guys are working on, so there's not really results based. Offensively, that was the only home run, and or, but there was a lot of like base hits or even in like situation. I think Evan Phillips at one point they put a runner on third for him. He gave up a sack fly, but then he struck out. Gene Martinez struck out a couple times, so you know it was just interesting to see like. These guys matched up in different ways. Uh, Alex Vesia, I think he started with runners on base. He gave up a hit to a couple left. Colton Wong hit a double off him, and then I think someone else hit a base hit off him, but then he settled down and got the next three guys out, I think, to get out of that inning technically. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there there was nothing that stood out to me, and I wasn't, you know, watching intently and, like, taking notes, but it was just kind of like one, you know, noticing who was out there, who was doing what. And uh, Kike had red cleats. Uh, at one point, Evan Phillips hit Freddie Freeman with the pitch in the foot. Uh, and then, yeah, so a little bit worrisome. Freddie was fine. He fake charged the mound and then took his base out first base. So. Okay. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Did everybody come out of it healthy? Yeah. Uh, I was surprised that they bunted with Rojas just for the simple fact that he, his hand was still an issue. I think David Peralta fouled the ball off his foot and he was – moving around gingerly at the time, but he ended up finishing that bat. So I think other than that, I don't, I think everyone else was healthy. And maybe Rojas was bunting because of the hand, you know, just because swing, swinging a bat might hurt. Uh, I, I just, uh, he was hitting some bombs in BP. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with you mentioned Colton Wong and Michael Bush, that gives me a thought on what we could talk about tomorrow. One of the things. So I'll tease that now uh, with knowing that at least four of the games, if the series goes five will be, against Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallon. I don't know who the D-backs number three starter is right now. Kyle well, Davies? Fought. No, they got rid of Davies. Oh, oh, that's fought, right. Fought started game one, so I would imagine. Brandon fought, yeah. He's a righty, too. So so we might see, you know, Ahmed Rosario left off the roster in favor of Colton Wong or Michael Bush. We might see, you know, even Kike Hernandez, maybe, although he's hit righties better this year than lefties since coming to the Dodgers. But, you know, so that's something we can talk about tomorrow about potential. Now that we know who the opponent is, how does that affect the roster construction? We'll start speculating on that tomorrow. Uh, you got anything else for this episode, Vince? Mookie Betts had his final episode of the season of the podcast that I helped work on, and it was with Freddie Freeman. It's on Bleacher Reports YouTube if you want to check it out. It's a uh, Good episode. Freddie had some good stories, and uh, hopefully Mookie comes back next year and we can have more stuff. That would be awesome. It's a good show. Uh, all right. Thank you all for making Locked on Dodge your first listen every weekday morning. We really appreciate you everydayers. If you're not an everydayer, you can become one by watching and listening every weekday morning. Remember, you can catch every Dodgers playoff game, the Dodgers radio broadcast, which I assume will be Steiner and Monday, uh, maybe Tim Neverett in there sometimes uh, on the road. But you can catch that on SiriusXM or the SXM app by searching for Dodgers. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Since ninety one. I'm on Twitter at Snydog. DMs are open in both of those accounts. Our email address is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. and our phone number for voicemails or text messages is three two three eight six three Lock five six two five. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.